Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me today to talk about one of my favorite topics. It's also a really hard topic, but it's infertility. I have Tara Bradner here with Everlasting Hope. It's the only nonprofit that helps people with infertility in North Dakota. I am so thrilled to be able to sit down with her and learn more about her program and be able to help share what it is that she does and how you may be able to get some support if needed. So I know that you are going to love to hear from her and be able to get some fantastic resources. Now to the show. Hi Tara, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. I'm so thrilled that we were able to sit down on this rain. Is it gloomy there too? Yeah, it I is. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, at least we get to sit down and hang out together today. I mean, yes, <laughs> make good exactly. use of the day for sure. So I'm wondering if you can introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah. So I am Tara Bradner and I am the founder of Everlasting Hope. And that is the first and currently only nonprofit in the state of North Dakota serving infertility patients. I also work as a nurse practitioner by day and do little other roles in the different areas of my profession. Oh, that's awesome. See, I guess I didn't realize that you were a nurse practitioner as well. So those two really go hand in hand. Yes. I, so yeah, I'm a nurse practitioner who actually, and I went, obviously went through infertility myself. So that's kind of where that uh, door opened for, for the nonprofit. But yes, so I, yeah, I work daily as a nurse practitioner in rural North Dakota. Yes, very rural North Dakota. Actually, when I, found, rural, yes. <laughs> when I found out where you were, I was like, well, that is interesting because like I told you, we, you know, we definitely spend some time around there, but um, it's just pretty impressive to me, though. I hope that people really, when we say rural, the reason I say really, because I grew up in Illinois in the country, and so it was rural, but what people really need to get about North Dakota is it's very, very spread out, and so yes. a lot of times, you know, the what someone might view as a small town, it's much, much smaller than that. So even yes. when I moved here, I was like, this is this is a little bit different than what I was <laughs> used to. So I think that part makes it extremely impressive that you've been able to really build this, especially in such a rural area for our state that often is so un, you know underfunded when it comes to to infertility. So that is just props to you for doing that is basically yeah, what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes. I always I, I've been thinking over the last year, you know, don't let where you are, where you live, you know, or I even say don't let my little black desk, you know, define you or stop you from doing something. I think that's like this. The great thing about technology nowadays, especially with everything going on, is you can still have a powerful voice from your small community or wherever you, you may be at a big community behind your desk. You know, if you have a voice and a passion for something, I just think it's so important to use it. Oh, I love that. I love that perspective. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that because I a hundred percent agree. You know, sometimes we do kind of box ourselves in to, you know, what is around us and what we feel is possible, but to be able to keep that mm-hmm. open mind and know that your true gifts and passions can help so many other yes. people is amazing. Absolutely. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Can you share with us and explain a little bit about what Everlasting Hope is? Yeah. So Everlasting Hope is our mission is to raise awareness on infertility as a disease in general to the general public, 
um, just make it known that it is diagnosable as a disease and therefore should be covered by insurance because what most people don't realize is the second you get that diagnosis, all funds from insurance completely stop and that's everywhere um, except for the wonderful 18 states that do have insurance coverage for it. And so um, our other big piece that we do is to serve those who are going through infertility in the state. And so it's very lonely. It's very isolating. Um, 61% of women don't even tell their friends and family. It's the fourth leading cause of trauma for women. So it's a super isolating diagnosis. There's this invisible stigma that comes with it. And so we want to be a source of support for them. We have support groups uh, virtually now and on Facebook. We have two different platforms that we use. And then on our website, we host a resource section. And what that is, is just providing North Dakota-based providers anywhere from adoption to financial to, you know, cancer, because cancer preservation is a huge part of infertility. So we support those with the cancer diagnosis wanting to preserve their fertility before they do treatment um, to, oh my goodness, I, I think we, uh, we have like, uh, you know, sperm and egg donation for those along the lines of cancer. You know, once you are pregnant, who are the OBs in North Dakota that you can see? Physical therapists, we have a whole mind and body section for those that uh, serve anywhere from, I think we even got yoga on there to the uh, mindfulness providers, just a whole array of different providers who serve those living right here in North Dakota. Um, one wonderful thing about our support group is I felt when I was going through it, it was super isolating and I was on social media and on Instagram and I made wonderful connections virtually with people in Georgia, Texas, but I didn't even know anybody locally right here in my state that I could just say, hey, I want to go grab coffee with you sometime let's meet in person, you know, that kind of thing I felt was really lacking too. So we're trying to do that. And we have I think like 95 people just in our uh, Facebook page support group. Um, they're there to provide support for you no matter what stage you're in, what treatment you're in. Some are doing no treatment right now. And so, yeah, we're just kind of trying to bring together resources, people. And of course, we have our grant cycle open now too. So we had some fundraisers and we have $5,000 that we are giving away to those going through medical treatment to go towards their medical expenses. So we really try to just kind of, yeah, full circle from financial, mental, emotional, physical, um, and support whatever way we can for those with the diagnosis. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so impressed. It's so comprehensive too. You know, it, it yeah. doesn't sound like it's just like one area that you're looking at. I mean, you're looking at different resources. You're looking at like the whole person, the whole body. How do we support them? And um, that is just a really, I believe, unique concept that a lot of people haven't yet to embrace that everything works together. And so mm -hmm. the fact that you have Correct. been able to do that is is pretty impressive. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, one of those things where I was like, when you walk through the doors of a reproductive clinic, if that's your route you take, you've already hit the wall of so many different um, physical and mental aspects already and financial. So like you've already, um, once you've been trying to have a baby for what your six months to one year, you've already like exhausted so many things and it's already so hard that I felt like we had to have so many different things on board going forward with this just to kind of 
help reach people because not everybody's going to go to the reproductive endocrinologist. Some are going to adopt. Some are going to do natural family planning. You know, there's just so many different ways you can build your family. But the one thing we all have in common is we want to build our family. We want to have a, a baby or a child in our life. And so we really try to just focus on any. And, and if we're missing one, we're always like, reach out to us. We'll add you. You know, we're always willing to build our resource section, too. So we don't want to leave anybody out. If you have that desire in your heart and you want a family, you're part of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, that open mindedness and that ability to shift is um pretty significant when it comes to especially supporting supporting a, what I would assume I guess maybe that would be interesting too if you have like stats on North Dakota because I would assume there's probably a large amount of people here in North Dakota that are dealing with infertility and again we're kind of spread out resource wise so my guess would be that you probably are trying mm-hmm. to like encompass the entire state is that a fair assessment yes that's correct so statistics show that one in eight couples are affected. New statistics show it's one in six. And the last count that Resolve, which is the National Infertility Organization, did, it's over 14,000 North Dakota residents. And honestly, that's probably low. That's low number because it's from like five plus years ago, that number. Oh I believe gosh. a new number will be coming out soon. But yeah, so if it's one in six, it's much more than 14,000. And so, yeah, we, we've made contact with clinics in Williston, uh, Fargo, Bismarck. Uh, we, have, we have volunteers all over as well as Minot, Grand Forks. So that's one thing we're really trying to do is just grow our presence and be a resource within these clinics too. And so that's been really help, helpful. Stanford Reproductive Clinic out of Fargo has been really helpful with uh, getting us into their remote clinics, too, that they have in other locations. So, yeah, we're really just trying to make our own. Oh, and Mid-Dakota Clinic in Bismarck also has us in um, featured within their clinic waiting rooms. So that's pretty oh, wow. cool. We were really grateful for th- for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this, but my husband and I dealt with, and I always, I have to be 100% honest, I'm, as a mental health therapist, I'm big on people not comparing, do you know what I mean? Like not comparing different traumas and different situations, but I always hesitate to say that we dealt with infertility, although we did, because it feels like it's so minimal in comparison. And But we did go to the Sanford Reproductive Clinic, and they are so thorough. I had never had a doctor that actually um, interviewed my doctor on the podcast, Dr. Kane. She's no longer there, unfortunately. But um, I interviewed her on the podcast because I had never had a doctor that actually sat down and looked at like the full circle, like asked me, I mean, I'm talking like things from childhood. I mean, it was probably a good maybe an hour that she spent with me, if not more, and really diving in to try to figure out like what is going on, what has happened in the past, and how do we move forward, and what are options, and um, it was kind of mind-blowing that they had that ability just to truly be that thorough, and that invested, they feel just very invested in their clients. Yes, and that holds true to, I think, I've, I've met with several different providers personally and professionally, And I think that's just like one of the nice things about when you enter the stage and you meet with a reproductive doctor, they do become part, like we gave food and pictures. We still send Christmas cards to ours. Like you just get this connection with them. That's unlike any other connection that, that you formed. Yeah. I mean, because they are so thorough too. And yeah, you hit something super important on the head too, about not comparing. And I think it's such an, like, 
I can say I too was like when I was going through it, I was like, well, they've only done this, you know, they don't know. But no, like once you have it in your heart that you want a baby and it is not happening and you start walking that line, I think that's for you and you alone to process. And it might even differ as you probably know, like from what your husband's going through or like how your immediate family perceives it or your best friend. Like it's hard to find somebody to truly open up to that like gets it and that's one thing I've noticed forming like in our support group is there's women that are just sharing like hey I went through it too it's okay I get it like you know and just to really have a safe place to share your immediate thoughts like Mother's Day just was and that's a super hard time for many women still waiting and it, they really opened up in that support group. And it was so nice just to have that, you know, it's just a Facebook support group page or, you know, or our virtual ones, uh, just to share those thoughts that are coming at you hard in that moment. Or, you know, oh, I just saw a pregnancy announcement, you know, those hurt or so-and-so invited me to their baby shower. That hurts you to have that place to go to in that exact moment because no one can judge you and what you're feeling. It's for you to feel. And it's what you're feeling is valid. And I wish somebody would have told me that like when I was in the beginning stages of it, because at times I questioned like what I was thinking, feeling and going through. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that um, a lot of times, you know, I'm thinking back to so many different guests that we've had and this um, topic of infertility has, you know, popped up throughout various, um, various episodes and such, but the one common theme and even in my therapy practice, it seems like, women especially almost feel bad that they're not overjoyed for family when somebody announces a baby or whatever it is, whatever it is in life. Yes. You know, but I do think it's important to note that we can hold both. You can be thankful that that person is going to be able to have that and also be really sad that you are not in a place where you're able to maintain or you know to be able to have a baby or whatever that looks like whichever situation we're talking about and so I think we can kind of hold both of those of like typically you would be like that person that would be there like cheering that person on but in this moment because of what you're going through you may not be able to be that person and that's okay it really is exactly in a prime example so my son's two he turned two in January and my sister obviously is an amazing person, and she's has a um, they're six months apart. Well, she at Christmas time uh, pulled me aside to tell me they were expecting their second child, and she did it privately, she did it alone, and I just like unexpectedly lost it crying, and I was like, I don't like feeling like this. I don't want to feel like this. I am so happy for you, you know. It just hurts. And this moment, you know, it's something I would love to give my son as a sibling and you're doing that now. And so I just need you, like, I thank you so much for pulling me aside and telling me privately before you did this surprise, wonderful, cute, super cool, like announcement to our family. And so I think, you know, and that just, that was awesome. Like I just hugged her for that, you know, in itself for telling me alone, but I was caught off guard by, I have a two-year-old who I want to give a sibling to. So infertility doesn't leave you once you have that child necessarily either. Um, and it's for some it may, but for I think not to be so hard on yourself, even if you do have a child or you're 
you know, or maybe you're like 45 and it it just hits you one day about what you all went through and your kids are older. I think everyone has their own way of processing things too. So just to be, give yourself grace is what I always tell people. Just be kind to yourself, give yourself grace, feel that emotion and know that they're your emotions to feel. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, one thing I think that's worth you know, worth noting, even though Mother's Day has now passed, you know, when this will be (laughs) released and such, um, you know, Mother's Day has passed. It was this past Sunday, but I think that it's very possible there's somebody listening right now who's dealing with infertility. And it's very possible that even if somebody isn't dealing with it now, they might be by next Mother's Day. Do you have any thoughts on how, I mean, obviously, you know, the support groups like yours, but what might someone be able to do to just really like love on themselves and take care of themselves on Mother's Day or Father's Day or whatever day it is that's really hard for them? Honestly, the first thing I recommend is get off social media. Like social media, whether you know it or not, can be just a big trigger. And in fact, I know many people who have gotten rid of social media altogether. Now I can't do that for the sake of like, you know, nonprofit and other things. But if you, you know, I know they don't have social media at all. So several of our volunteers just got rid of it altogether because it was super triggering. I think plan a day for you, make it a day all about you. Um, Many things maybe aren't open right now or will be, but you know, what makes you happy? Is it like a massage or a facial or is it simply going to get a coffee? Is it going for a walk by yourself to listen to your favorite podcast is it eating a big greasy pizza? Like, that's okay. You can do it that day. Yeah. Like, anything that, you know, binge watch Netflix. Like, whatever your thing is, plan to make that day about you. And, you know, to be honest, going to church was hard for me because they did this thing at my church where they're like, stand up if you're a mom. And I was like, lost it one day, too. Oh, so yeah. maybe you watch church on TV that day. God's going to be okay with that. So yes. Like, he's going to understand, you know, not putting yourself in whatever situation it may be that will cause to trigger you because that's not fair on that day for, for you to be in any other situation that may make that particular feeling worse. So, and it's okay to not go to baby showers. Tell your friends if they don't understand, that's on them, not you. You're yeah. allowed to feel that way. If it's your friend's one-year-old or two-year-old birthday party, like, you don't need to go to that. That's fine. Like, just to know it's okay to not have to put yourself in in events or situations that would cause you more hurt, more harm, and more emotions. So whatever it is you love to do, eat, be, whatever it may be, that is what those days are really good for. Yeah, I love that. You know, and that really um, reminded me of – a dear friend and coworker that I had, oh gosh, some years ago, um, won't date <laughs> date the time that we worked together, but um, <laughs> she, you know, she had shared with me that Mother's Day was really hard for her, and so what she had did is her and her husband actually just completely went out of town, and they got a hotel room, and they, you know, went to various yes. places, and they had, you know, like a nice vacation, and just avoided everything about Mother's Day. Yes. Um, and what is so yes. cool now is to see that she actually has three children, and I get like I could I could cry thinking about it. I get so happy for her every single time that I see something about them and to know that she for so many years went through so much pain but has this outcome is just I I can't even talk about it anymore it It just gets me it's just so beautiful you know oh I love it yeah yeah absolutely so you know um I think one thing that you 
talked about that I think is really, really important, regardless of where people live or regardless of any of that, is the isolation, especially right now. You know, we are Mm -hmm. like physically isolated from people, (laughs) most places. Actually, in North Dakota, I mean, we still are social distancing, but it's not as as um, extreme as some states. So we do have a little bit more um, freedom than some people do at this point. But nonetheless, we are still isolated. So if somebody is feeling emotionally isolated because they haven't mentioned something like this and they're feeling now physically isolated from family who may not even know that they're dealing with their infertility um, challenges in the first place what might be some ways that they can try to stay connected with somebody at least that will help them stay grounded in this time I think finding, so if, now I'm going to go back on my words, like, if you are on social media, (laughs) if you are on social media, whatever outlet that may be, is finding uh, those who are going through it, and and more particular, maybe it's even, like, the exact same treatment you're in. That helped for me. So, like, example, I used Instagram when I was going through it, and I had girls that were, like, cycling the same time as me, doing the same treatments of me. Um, We have that within our Facebook support group too. So you can kind of, we try to do a reminder at the beginning of the month, like um, cycling buddies, you know, we try to pair people up too that are, you know, whether like, once again, it's natural fire planning or is it, you know, actual medications. We try to just say, Hey, buddy up here, comment here, reach out to somebody here. Um, I think if you know somebody who's been through it, they're more than like they will be. I can almost guarantee it. I'm willing to reach out to you, send them a text message. Don't maybe everybody have to pick up the phone. That might be too much. You know, simply texting them can help. Emailing, you know, that kind of thing. Writing it down, getting it out there. Um, journaling. I just started doing that, or even a gratitude journal, and that's like really helped me digest things. So that's something you can do alone. But just staying connected in any way you can from home, going on a walk. Like I go on a social distancing walk with my um, friends still. So if you do live in the same community as somebody and that you are comfortable sharing with them or you have shared with them, doing a social distancing walk I think is even helpful. But just to stay, even if it's one person, like try to stay connected to even one person that you know you're comfortable talking to. So you can share your most wild, that you think is a wild thought going through your head when in reality it's, it's okay because they probably have had it too, but you can share that and get it off your chest to somebody who gets it, you know, and, and won't judge you or hold it against you. That can be sometimes hard too, or, or that they're going to give you this awful comeback like that you don't yes. want or is unpleasant, you know, you just find that person and it's usually somebody who's been through it or super super open open-minded to it and not going to project their judgments thoughts assumptions onto you yeah absolutely you know if somebody is listening and they're like you know I'm really interested in joining the Facebook group that you run can you explain to them how they would find that yeah so you can just search uh, everlasting hope on Facebook and then go go to groups we have one group, it's just called the Everlasting Hope Support Group, and that's for those who maybe just have got the diagnosis or are going through treatment. We also have one for pregnancy after infertility because that's a whole new level right there too. It's not just butterflies and rainbows once you actually become pregnant going through all of this. We also have one that is called Now What? And I had this amazing group of people separately, they don't even know each other, but came forward to me 
and they will never be able to carry a child. Some will never even have a child of their own. So it's kind of twofold. It's for those who will never carry their own child or never have children. And they're in this unique situation where they're watching Johnson and Johnson commercials and crying. So, and they're 40 some years old, but not dealing with the, you know, the diagnosis or the hardships, it's still coming to surface. And so we made one for those individuals too. So we try to just be all inclusive and I've said it, you know, before, like if we're missing one, oh my gosh, we'd love to just make one. Like if we're missing a group of people, we just want to provide a safe place for them to come forward and, and find someone to, to connect with. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, I want to go back a little bit to the things that people may say that aren't overly <laughs> helpful. Um, and I have, love it. I, have, I don't Sorry, know about you, but about yes, it. it's just like the, the things people say sometimes, you know, and, and I hear I it that. on all aspects, you know, I hear it from, you know, friends that are just like, can you believe that so-and-so said this? And then I also hear, you know, from clients that have had really hard things said to them and obviously have had, oh. uh, you know, people in my own life that have uh, made comments that were not overly helpful. Um, I'm wondering, yeah. do you have some of your favorites that you have heard <laughs> that oh we could talk gosh. about why it's probably not the best thing to say? <laughs> like, bless them all, because I truly think they come from a, most of them come from a place of kindness and wanting to help. But I just want to put like this disclaimer out there, like prior to your suggestion, I guarantee you it's been tried and done and has failed. So like, we're not just like, gonna go meet with a, a reproductive doctor and we haven't tried everything that google has already right. <laughs> suggested right. to us oh gosh okay my favorite is like put your legs in the air for 30 minutes afterwards oh that my worked, God. you know put put a pillow under your butt and put your legs in the air for 30 minutes that worked for me no <laughs> yeah wasn't that on a friends <laughs> episode too did you ever watch friends yeah. <laughs> I think so and I just think of my like my secretary who's super open and we're such good friends and she's been my rock but she like has no tubes like she doesn't even have tubes anymore so like that would be completely ineffective for her um you know um oh um I like the ones where they're like, well, this were, you know, just general. So they're like, this worked for so-and-so and they got pregnant right away when they did this, you know, or this work, you know, like just inserting um, people's situations or stories where they know, you know, just, oh, just relax, go on a vacation. Really? Like, it's that easy? Like, I just have to book a vacation to Hawaii, let's just use, and I will get pregnant nope that's yeah. not how this works either no I, I mean I wish um, it was like that for me yeah <laughs> well most trips to Hawaii are gonna be like three thousand bucks probably too so that's a pretty thick chunk of change yes. to go to Hawaii and get pregnant yeah. um those the vacation the relaxing drinking you know somebody drank a Caesar and they got pregnant that night you know, or insert your alcohol beverage. I, yes. I think I, for some reason, I've heard Caesars a lot or Bloody Marys tend to do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> killing me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, that's it? <laughs> Bring on the Caesar. <laughs> like, yes. let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those are Bring me 10. Three, yeah, I, I can do this. I'll I just... <laughs> Yeah, I prefer red wine or white claws, but I think I might have to just switch her up to a Caesar right. and next time. <laughs> I'll, I'll take oh, care man. of it. <laughs> you know, people really are like, I do see, I really do think for the most part, people are trying to be well-meaning. Um, yes. It just is, the approach isn't necessarily the best no, or the most helpful. 
do they do it to other people? Like if someone has high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, you know, insert whatever, like are you whipping out these, like your suggestions in general about how somebody should, unless you're like, you know, medical professional or maybe you've been through it yourself. I mean like, okay, diabetes. Yeah. Hey, let's go for a walk. But like, I just don't think people are generally whipping out suggestions or comments to other people with other medical diagnoses. And so that is what makes people very reluctant to open up is the fear and the anxiety of those things and suggestions being thrown at them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, something that was kind of strange to me too, um, I don't know if you find this, but after I got married, you know, a lot of people ask you like, when are you going to have a baby? And that's when yes. people kind of start, start that pressure. And then it almost seems like something shifts. And that's like the only time in life that people feel like it's okay it's the only topic, I guess, in life that people feel like it's okay to comment on, especially like commenting on like a woman's body. I've really noticed that when yes. it comes to pregnancy, infertility, whatever that may be, that suddenly everyone is an expert on what your body should look <laughs> yeah. like or, you know, yeah. what, it, you know, is this, is this normal or you should do this or that. And it's just very interesting to me that there's like that common theme of most things that people say would not be said to anybody else at any other point in their life. But what makes it okay surrounding one of the most sensitive topics I just can't yeah. I just can't I even. couldn't have said that better I yes I, I yeah speechless that's like what comes to my yes. you know or like a year goes on or two years goes on and then they're still asking and it's like well, what if they just like okay so me and my husband for example like we I had no reason at that point really to like worry or try and I wanted to finish my master's and doctorate degree so like I yeah. we waited and that was important to me to finish that and then grow the family. So it's like, what if that's like, what if you're waiting for admission to a big college and university and you're just like, you know, or something like that yes. could be happening in the background too. Like just kind of private in that yeah. sense. Absolutely. You know, I have um, a best friend who just for, I think it was about five years, she was like, you know, we just kind of want to live our married life. And, you know, they mm -hmm. both had jobs and she was like, we just want to enjoy it and travel and do all the right. things. And I'm like, that's great. But there was, you know, some some pressure there too, you know, from different yes. people. Luckily, at some point, most people caught on of like, hey, maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't <laughs> keep pressuring, you know, but it just, there's no reason, honestly, anyone listening, I hope that you will hear this, take this to heart. I really truly believe that there is no reason that we ever should really ask anybody about when they're going to have kids. Sometimes even how many kids do you have can be really hard for right. people, especially if somebody has had any loss or has not been able, you know, to have any kids. And so for me now, it's just a topic like unless someone brings up their children, I just avoid and not yep. in not in a Correct. dismissive way, but just in a, I want to be really respectful of people and where they're at in their journey. Right. Or there's always secondary infertility that happens too. So just because they have one naturally right away you know doesn't mean that they wouldn't do anything to have a second third child you know and you just yeah you just don't know where they're at with it and they'll hopefully open up to you if they feel comfortable and probably the less you ask the more willing they are to probably eventually tell you where they're at with with that side of life right absolutely well and honestly in my situation you know we had our son my first son and it was like no big thing you know um but i'm 
currently, like I say, currently pregnant now, due in two months. And um, the second time, though, was was not easy. And not that is, see, yeah. you're the perfect example. You're the perfect example of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so for people to have like asked that, like I just, I'll be honest. I mean, each person has to decide how they responded. I would just be really general, like, oh, you know, I just don't know. We'll just kind of see what happens. When really, I'm like, hmm, maybe you could stop asking. That would be nice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've had some, and I can't think of them right now. But some people have some really good, like infertility comebacks like sharp shut them down in their place type like you don't think I'm trying or so I mean there's some like good ones out there if you're in the infertility community that have been like going around on like way like oh hey hey do you got ten thousand dollars because if you do I'd love to have a kid tomorrow you're like they'll whip out like the dollar amount like you know if you want to while you're asking I'm looking for donations you know for my treatment would you like to contribute like if you're going to ask be careful because you might get like a GoFundMe account or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe ask away. Then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, open her up. Yeah. Open the discussion up to the cost side of it. Too, For sure. <laughs> if they're going to ask. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's why your work is so important, really, is to be able to get that education out there. And the more that people do know about infertility and not just the people that are going through it but but the world as a whole can have some more understanding yes. because I mean you you hit you know touched on it some as far as like it is not a cheap process either it is very very right. costly for people and at times it's like financially devastating for people depending on yes. you know, what they choose and um, that is just a, a piece that unless somebody has personally been through that or has someone who they are close to that has been through that I'm not sure they really even have half of an ounce of ability no, to really they see don't. that and I don't even know if they realize insurance doesn't cover treatment I yes. don't know if I've had a lot of what you know like no 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 the second that gets put on your chart you're done like you're off on your own and most medications are like increase in price by 100 percent so yeah. like if you do have a little bit of a lifetime, a sprinkle, I call it, of a lifetime coverage, because that doesn't even touch much nowadays, they will increase by almost 100% your medication. So it's better to go out of pocket. I mean, there's just like tips and tricks and things like that, that like you said, unless you go through it. Um, I mean, it can range anywhere from, let's say, you know, $1,500 that that works your first time. So mm-hmm. I probably have more people. Um, including a board member who have spent close to $90,000 on it. So, I mean, it's such a huge, I would say, you know, average is probably five. And that's not even considering most people live in rural North Dakota and just will use North Dakota, for example. So you have to, everybody, if you go to see a specialist, you drive, I get that. But most of these appointments are like three, four times a month sometimes. And so, and include hotel because you have to stay overnight, as you know, and all that good stuff. So, there's more expenses that go along with it too than just the medical side of it and highly inflated, you know, oral and injectable medications. And yeah, it's just hard. It's hard. There's lab work, there's ultrasounds and medications, no matter, you know, what stage you're in. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very financial devastation too. I've had people, you know, they go credit card debt, they mortgage their homes they sell their favorite Harley or their favorite, you know, collector's car or their family's giving them money. Or the sad, other sad part is they just simply sit there with no children and because they can't afford it. And, oh, speaking of comments, the adoption comment. So, you know, most people, you know, they're going to, like, why don't you just adopt? 
So we interviewed an adoption agency during our infertility awareness week. All those videos are saved if anybody wants to watch them. But I think it, I didn't realize, I mean, like I knew adoption was expensive. So I know it's not like not a magical option, but it can range like 20 to $40,000 just to adopt a baby. Like that by no means is an option when you don't have money and cost is the number one barrier to infertility cover. So therefore, no, that's not the answer either to infertility it doesn't fix or cure the disease it doesn't do anything for the disease to just go adopt a beautiful baby great option for some but it's not for everybody either absolutely yeah yeah 100 percent. the friend that i had mentioned earlier with the three kiddos um they did that and um yeah it was insane and not only is it the money but you have to go through so right. many parenting classes oh, and they had to yes, read i mean i yes. can't even tell you how many books it was I, honestly it was like every week i was like a new book like a new, mm-hmm. you have to read a new book. Well, yeah. And then there's like a 12 part video series. And then we have to go spend like three weekends and we have to yes. get certified in this. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, I, I get the, and, the purpose behind that, but still it's right. really hard. The mom can back out even after you have that baby in your arms. I think that video we did was just, it was so super wonderful, but like it opened my eyes. Like what? Wait a minute. You're home with that baby. And they have how long till they can take that baby back? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my, my heart just sank thinking of, I, I know people that that's happened to. So it kind of, yeah, it took me to a whole different emotional headspace for that adoption. I mean, once again, it, it's a beautiful, Absolutely. beautiful thing. I just think that don't throw that comment around there. Like that hasn't been thought of, or that that is an easier option than going to see a, a reproductive doctor for treatment. Right. Right. Absolutely. I really don't think there is an easy outcome to any of this, to be honest. Every every path is hard. Good point. Um, Every path for sure. You know, I'm really curious too, you mentioned that 18 states do have, do have coverage. So can we talk a little bit about for the states that don't, what are some things that I know that you had mentioned, I think that you guys are working towards that. So what are some things that people can do or um, what might be some options and ways to just really even for our state government to be able to like raise that awareness to be able to help to see if some laws can get changed and such. Yeah. So we did do a bill last session. So North Dakota meets every other year, which makes this tricky. And so we are getting ready for the next session again. And one thing that we do, we try to make it as we weren't even a nonprofit last night. And this was just like me and a couple of people on our own trying to do this. And I think the first thing I want, to share with people like don't be scared of it don't, like, I don't do politics I don't do that no 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 you don't you don't have to do politics it is as easy as sending an email that we have already made for you to copy and paste in we have made this so simple and to know that your voice your story even if you're not sharing with anybody you can use our template and choose to insert your story if you want but the more they hear from you the more likely they are to do something about it so If you want, we are going to be, we would love, love, love for people to like do testimony. And this is for any state to reach out to um, resolve is a good one. So if you're not in North Dakota, that's where I started was just simply going to resolve the national infertility organization. And they will help connect you with somebody in your state that is doing that um, effort. Or there probably is a group of people already working on efforts for that. Or, and, and so for North Dakota, it would be us. And we work closely with Resolve and other organizations to craft the bill, 
and work with that. But you, we would love people to come testify. It's a smaller room, although I hope this year they're going to have to like put us in an auditorium or something because we're going to have so many people. Um, we want to do like an advocacy day at the actual Capitol where people come and we wear T-shirts and you bring your children if you've had children because of infertility and just meet with your uh, local legislators there that day share your story i think just the more they hear your story and we had them by the heartstrings like i will give the committee credit because we stumped them we put them we put other um, offices um, in a position of like what do we do the big hang-up is the word mandate an insurance mandate and so we're trying to i'm meeting um we have an awesome insurance commissioner and so i'm working behind the scenes with other things that we might be able to do to get this kind of moving forward. Um, but I think even, even if it, I don't want to say this cause I'm, I'm such a mindset person, like this will go through, but if it doesn't go through, I think we have an open communication with you and your legislators. Um, they hear your story, it pulls up their heartstrings. And I think you making your voice heard, whether it's an email, that's wonderful. Like an email is not simple and basic. It's huge. It's powerful. It is, it holds ground. And the, if they get, think about it, if they, if you have you, your friend, your coworkers, all of them, they can all use our template that we'll have for you. Send that email and their inbox gets overloaded. They're going to like pay attention and be like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? And they're going to do their work on the back end and talk to some other legislators and you know kind of okay this, this is a big issue what can we do it just your your voice ha- is very powerful even if it is an email yeah yeah absolutely you know the thing I was thinking too as you were um, talking is it so I, I 100% agree with you as far as mindset so I'm right there with you but <laughs> let's say worst case scenario it does worst case scenario each time that somebody shares something like that or each time that that the word gets out there that's like one more brick on that foundation and so even if efforts don't seem like they're making a difference I truly believe that they are and that we will see that outcome one day I agree and we have you know as an organization one thing I I'm so happy we've done is we've formed a really good working relationship with media outlets so like it happened kind of late in the game last year but we were on the front page of the Fargo Forum last year. We were on news, you know, on Bismarck news station. So like the word got out about it. And so I was like, okay, Tara, like, and I just sit back and think, you know, and I have this belief that, you know, things happen for a reason. That's so corny, but I'm just going to say it. Cause I think, but everlasting hope would not be here if that bill would have passed last year, or to that last session. Like, yeah. I don't think we would have, maybe it would have I don't know but maybe I I truly think it wouldn't be as inclusive as it is if that would have went through um and so I think that yes like you said we're building we're a building block you know there's a lot of people sitting out there whether they live in North Dakota or not and they're alone and they are like confused about what to do and so I think just even opening that door is that's a good time to open the door to share. Uh, we've had, we actually had someone come forward and testify and that was the first time. And then her parents came and they're like, we're going to go share too, you know? So like it even opened up family members to allow to share their perspective as a parent watching their child go through this. And so it was just really cool. Like yes. there was a lot that like, yeah, half, there was a, a lobbyist who worked for an insurance company and her best friend was there testifying 
And she had to go up and say, yeah, we oppose this. And that was all she said. And so there's just like the dynamics that can happen with this, yes. you know? So I, I think if you work in a business place that does not have infertility coverage, no, you can actually add that without this mandate. So you can add insurance coverage to your workplace without your insurance having this mandated. And that's another thing we kind of offer. We work with Resolve um, to help people guide through that process as an employer or an employee. You can approach them at any time to add this. So that is yeah, fascinating. Like just, I didn't know yeah, that was an option. Yeah, just, I know. Yeah, I told most people don't. And so, yeah, we can, if your employer is willing to look at this and it's like, you know, who wants to walk into HR alone, you know, or maybe you're a small company, like we're here to help with that and, and guide you through that too. And I think we'll probably, you know, release more, it, it's on our website, but we'll try to like push that a little bit more social media wise that we do kind of help with that too. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to know. That's so good to know. I hope that if anyone is in that situation where they're wanting to talk with their employer, that they'll reach out and, and touch base yes. with you. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. You know, um, I'm, I do want you to talk through like how somebody can contact you, but first I'm wondering, can I ask you a question that I ask everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So who do you feel like in your life? And it could be about this topic. It could be about just life in general, but who have been your biggest encouragers along the way? Oh, I get a little weepy thinking about that. Actually, I, I do too. It's our, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, here comes the empath in me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my mom has been huge. My dad's super quiet person by nature, but I think parents in general, um, my siblings, whether that's in-laws, you know, or my direct siblings have been awesome. They still, like I told you, my sister's story, you know, they just support me. They're your cheerleaders. I think all my friends, so if we want to talk directly about infertility, well, I'd say I have about five friends. I'm, I'm a, I realized this past month I'm a visionary. Like, I'm not creative. I don't do scrapbooking, painting, that kind of thing. But, like, I just have visions for what things could be or what a building could look like, you know, in town. Yeah. Like, there's this cute old building. That's a whole other thing. But there's this cute <laughs> old building. That, like, I'm a visionary. So, like, I have five friends I can think of at the top of my head that support me. Like, they're there for me if I have a weird thing that happened and I can go to them and they're not going to judge me. Um, they support, I was sitting in my, like one of my best friends here in town's home. And I was like, I'm going to make a bill and I'm going to take it to legislation. She's like, okay. Like she, <laughs> yes. that's what I thought maybe at the time she's like, whatever. But like, they support all of my crazy shenanigans and they don't judge me and they accept me for who I am, you know? And it's just a really cool thing. Of course, my husband, he's way cool too. Like he just tags along with me and he's like, okay, Tara, like you do you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like you want, <laughs> he's been with me since I became an RN. So he's been with me when I was going through like nursing school, my master's, my doctorate. Good Lord to come with a woman through infertility. That's like saving grace yes. right there. Yes. So like, in my idea, like you're starting nonprofit, I just share things, you know, as I, as they need to be when they're ready to be shared with him so I don't overwhelm him with my yes. mind but um yeah so I think you know family my spouse and my friends are, have just been super awesome and I think sharing sharing something so delicate like this you know don't feel like you have to um find your people that are safe to share it with um and you know, don't beat yourself up for feeling the way you feel, you know, yeah. you're you like you do you is like, yes. <laughs> like, um, and don't let 
anything hold you back if you have a dream or a vision you know just like be be give yourself grace for being you yeah oh I love that so much thank you so much for sharing that you know, um, I have to tell you too, real quick, that my husband is also like that. Like, I'm the one that's like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And he's just like, okay, all yeah, right, uh-huh, go uh-huh. for it, you know. Um, but every now and again, it is like after probably like the 10th new thing I'm going to do, he's like, okay, this feels like kind of a lot. I'm like, okay, I'm going to back down like what I'm, t- like how much I'm telling you about it. Yes. Rule number one to like, not rule number one, but a rule of like, I don't know if anybody does manifesting or, you know, gratitude work, but like, you don't have to share your vision and dreams with everybody until it's time. Yes. So like be selective with who, when and who you share your adventures yes, with. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I have to like, he's a teacher. So like, I feel like I have to like almost do like a presentation when I'm ready to present my big ideas. To them. <laughs> I don't tell them right away. You're with your PowerPoint <laughs> clicker and everything. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> thank you for attending my lecture today. I'm going to be presenting to you Tara's next big visionary idea. <laughs> I love it though. And that's what's so great though about our spouses, right? A lot of times they balance us yes. out. So, you know, there's yes. there's a part to me that I always say like I am like the dreamer and like I want to go and my husband is like kind of pulling me down to a good level if that makes sense. Very yes, supportive, but he's also sense. like much more the realist and I'm like, "We can do Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we, it's like because yeah, we, we know we can. I mean, like really, we don't let our mind stop. Right, like, exactly. A lot of things. Yes, exactly. Well, and I think that's that mindset portion of it is is that really I am a true believer that you truly can do anything if you're willing to put the work yes. into it. But yes, that's yes, 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 yes. that's the 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 part of it that's a little bit tough um, for people sometimes. <laughs> and so it's never a surprise to him. Like when I say something, he's like, okay, you know. And it's kind of I don't know if you feel like this, but it's fun too when you can see like this actually come together so like when you see your nonprofit yes. together you're like yes like this all of this work and everything like this is this is here and it's able to help people and you're able to be vulnerable here because if you weren't yeah. other people wouldn't be able to be either you know so if right. you weren't doing that work and so how cool that it has that ripple effect too it's yes so absolutely and and finding your people to help you with your efforts that are your big cheerleaders too yes. I think are important. like my board like they've I can't say enough good things about my board and my volunteers. I mean, some of them I've only known, you know, for this will be one in July. So, but they already know me. Like if you're around me, you know, for one session, you kind of know how my mind works and they're just so fun. They're so awesome. So I think it's just, yeah, keeping those people close to you that support you and get you and you great things can happen and be formed. Yeah, absolutely. So can you run through, um, again, real quick, Everlasting Hope, where you can be found on social media, you know, website, all of that. And we'll tag it, of course, and link it. But Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and most recently, YouTube. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like made a YouTube channel because we do all these wonderful videos. And so I wanted to share them once again to those that maybe don't have social media directly. YouTube is always there. And then, of course, our website is RaisingEverlastingHope.org. And we have, that's where our resource section, you'll find um, our virtual links for our actual support group meetups that are not social media based. We do like WebEx videos with a licensed counselor. So yeah, so we do things like that. And I got to pick your brain about helping with that. Yeah, yeah, I I would definitely love to. I think that it is such an important cause. And so I was so thrilled to hear that we have something like this in North Dakota. I was like, this is amazing that it's here and it exists. It blew my mind that it wasn't 
already here. Yeah. So like, I was like, wait a minute, there's not a single resource, you know, of a nonprofit nature, even for infertility. So, okay, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know, it's really interesting too. I don't know if you've looked at like postpartum um, support here in North Dakota as well, but you know, there's the postpartum support international and you can like get on there and you can click um, in the U S what state and like who is licensed because you have to be um, certified to be able to provide therapy to clients. And there's like no one currently that's like on that list. That's this sad. is the last time I looked. It's a couple years ago. I went to the first training. I just haven't went to the second one yet. So hopefully I'll be able to do that. But um, it's just really, it's just interesting that we still have such a lack of support yes. for women surrounding this issue that it's like, yes. you know, it's on all sides. Right. And so um, right. it'll be really exciting to make some progress in that too. Well, look, there is, that sounds like a visionary quest for you, huh? Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love that. <laughs> for sure. Love it. I know. I think it's one of those things, like if you have a passion for something, see what's up, just be, be the change, be the new thing. Like, yeah. don't be scared to, you know, I, you know, when it comes to starting something, I think don't let any of the details get in the way of pursuing. If you have a passion for something, it's maybe even joining and being a volunteer if the organization does exist or um, being a mentor for whatever it may be, you know, or it's starting something that isn't there and in existence because it's needed. Like if you realize that there isn't something for something, it's needed then. And you might be the one to do it and be that person and that change. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is so great. Well, thank you so much for taking time to sit down with me today and share your story and about Everlasting Hope. I just, I really love the work that you're doing and I can't wait to see like in a year or two where it goes to. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) You'll have to let us know too, so I can share with the community when that does get changed about the insurance as well, because I know they will be thrilled. They will be thrilled. So I will do that. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.